Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. So this morning, I'm ready to preach. Uh, we've been we've been in North Carolina, Illinois. We've seen uh, over the last uh, few months, seen at least uh, to the, the numbers I've been given from uh, some of the leaders, seen over 50 kids saved, saved, completely saved. Um, during that time, uh, we've been doing youth camps. I wouldn't miss a, a pastor appreciation, a staff pastor appreciation day if it wasn't for people getting saved. You know, that day, this is what we did. This is how, this, I'm a little bit crazy. Uh, we were in, in Illinois speaking, and that night, on a Saturday night, we got done around 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night. We had to take off that night. We drove all through the night to get to North Carolina because I had to speak that night. And so arrived in North Carolina about 1, you know, not 1 a.m., like 1 the next morning. And so I, I went, and uh, the, they had a room for me, so I went and slept for about three or four hours, got up, preached, and God just moved in a crazy way. We had about 30 kids baptized in the Holy Spirit during that time. It was, it was crazy. There was one night where the kids just kind of took over the entire service. They were at the altar, and they just kind of like, they were praying for everybody, laying hands on everything. And just going after it, and it was awesome. So I'm excited. You're catching me at a fired-up time, so you guys better be ready. So let's just go. If you guys got your Bibles or your devices, I want you to turn to Mark 10. Mark 10. We're going to look at verses 46 through 52. Mark 10, verse 46 through 52. It says, Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more. I like that part. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet, came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. You know, we know Jesus as, and we know God as several different things. We know him as Jehovah Rapha. What does that mean? Jehovah Rapha means God our healer. We know him as Jehovah Jireh, God our provider. We know him as Jehovah Shalom, our peace. We know him as all these different things. We know that he's, he's present at all times. We know that. But the first account in Scripture, in Genesis, when he comes to the scene, he doesn't come as Jehovah Rapha. He didn't come as Jehovah Jireh. He came as God the creator. He began to create. See, God, when he speaks, he creates things. You see, man, we can build things. And we create with our hands. But all God has to do is like <clears throat> clear his throat and begin to speak and it comes to life. It begins to happen. That's the first account that we see. God doesn't talk just to talk. God doesn't gossip. God speaks. God, when he speaks something, he means it. And that's why a lot of times people will tell me that they've heard from God. God spoke about this and God spoke about that. And sometimes I wonder about it because when God speaks, he creates. Something has to shift. Something has to change in that moment. God speaks and he speaks on purpose. When he speaks, healing and deliverance begins to take place. Sometimes, here, here, here's, here's the 
thing. Sometimes we don't need him to do something. Sometimes we just need him to say something. Because when he speaks, he creates something. And so when he's creating you, he didn't look to the land. He didn't look to the water. He didn't look to the air. He looked to himself. And he spoke. He spoke. And he breathed life into that person. And so what is that saying? What am I saying? What is Pastor Josh saying this morning? You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. You are created on purpose with purpose. There's a reason why you're here on this planet today. You need to realize that you were created on purpose, with a purpose, and you will fulfill your purpose. The enemy is frightened at the day that you discover who you really are. He's frightened at the day that you figure out who you are and whose you are. Because when you figure out whose you are, you know what you can do and you know that nothing, nothing is too great for your God and too big for your God because our God creates when he speaks. It's crazy. There's so many people in our lives, I, I, I want we've forgotten this principle. You know, the enemy's frightened at us discovering who we are. So many times we're so worried about discovering other people that we forget about discovering ourselves. We love to discern other people, what's going on in their lives. Have you noticed that? We'll have discernment for this person over there, this person over here. This person, did you see what they posted? Did you see what they did? Did you see this? Instead of figuring out what's on the inside of us that needs to change. You see, the enemy wants you to focus on them. Why? Because he knows that they aren't your source. They can't fulfill your purpose. So when I'm focused on them instead of myself, I'm not walking in my true calling. I'm not walking in my true purpose. I'm walking in somebody else's purpose, and that's the enemy's. So the key is discovering who you are. If you continue to look at them, instead of looking at yourself, you run the risk of missing out on what God has for you right now. See, every purpose has to have like a destiny. It has to have destination. It has to have destiny. It has to have destination. What does that mean? An expected end. A place for your life to be. You can't separate purpose and destiny. You can't separate the two. What, what I'm saying is you can't stay here because God is calling you over there. You can't stay here. See, destiny has been hunting you down. You need to realize your purpose doesn't know how to lose. Your destiny doesn't know how to quit. Right, let, me, let me break it to you like this. If you don't quit, you can't be stopped. If you don't quit, you can't be stopped. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, if I decide in my mind and in my heart not to quit, I can't be stopped. I'm going to get there because why? Because God's hand is on, on me at this moment. If I don't stop, if I don't quit. So you're a person, a purpose, and you're a person of destiny. So when I was in youth ministry, I had kids. I would tell them. For, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but give you hope in the future. I would tell them that all the time. They're like, Pastor Josh, I know I got future. I know I got all this. How do I get there? That's the question. I'm like, I had one kid ask me that one time. How do I get there? Hmm. Because we got purpose-driven life. We got all these books that are written about purpose, but very few that are written about how to actually get there. So you start thinking about it. I was like, how does that happen? Well, here's what I feel like is the answer. Destiny always begins with desire. 
always begins with desire. You see, the enemy doesn't play or doesn't mess with your destiny. He messes with your desires. If he can alter your desires, he can alter your direction. Did you hear me? If he can, if he can mess up your desires, he can mess up your direction. Decisions take you towards a direction. Your feet always follow your last decision. Did you hear me this morning? Your direction is based upon your last choice. What am I saying this morning? When you, where you are right now is not on accident. You're a product of a good choice. You're a product of a bad choice. Sometimes it's not the devil. I'm sorry. Let me try this out. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Sometimes it's not the devil. Sometimes it's our choice. Sometimes it's our decisions. You can't play the victim and get to your destiny. You can't play the victim and get to your purpose. Sometimes you got to be willing to let it go. And watch what God does in that moment. It's not the pastor's fault. Sometimes it's not, it's not, oh, they didn't, they didn't greet me. They didn't shake my hand. They didn't do the, uh, uh, uh. No, no, no. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. You can't be the victim and get to where God has called you to be. You're bigger than that. You're greater than that. Why? Because you have purpose on the inside of you. So what? In order to fix your destination, you have to fix your desires. You have to fix your desires. So this formula, what I just gave you, works perfectly. Until, until, and, and, and really it works perfectly as long as everything in life stays routine. As long as everything stays perfect. As long as everything stays on course. But sometimes life can hit in a way that we're not prepared for, Right? Sometimes tragedy hits, a death happens that we wasn't expecting, or a doctor's report that we wasn't expecting, or something in our life turns our world upside down, or maybe, maybe you're walking and a storm hits that you're like, man, you can't even believe what, what has happened in my life. Your world falls apart. See, that formula works as long as everything stays routine. This, you were wondering when I was going to get to Bartimaeus, this is actually the conflict in this passage. This is actually the issue in this passage. Bartimaeus, the Hebrew word for bar means son of. You need to know that. It means son of. The word bar is very important in the Hebrew. Why? Because with that, it meant son of. What does that mean? It means that he had pedigree. It means that he had inheritance. It means that there was something special about Bartimaeus. He was son of Timaeus. Do you realize, I want you to hear me this morning, do you realize why it's not just enough to be a follower of God, but to actually be a son of God? There's a difference when, there's a difference between a follower and actual a son. Why? Because a son has inheritance. A daughter has inheritance. So it doesn't matter what anyone says or does about me because why? Because I, I'm a son or I'm a daughter of God and I have inheritance. You may have been born into this family or to that family or your mom left you or your dad left you or something happened. It doesn't matter because I'm a son of God. I will still have favor. I will still have protection. I will still have blessing. Why? Because I'm a son and I'm a daughter of God. It's, there's a difference between a follower and a son of. And so Bartimaeus, he's the son of Timaeus. He has inheritance, which means this. It means he has future. The enemy doesn't want you to know what you have. 
He doesn't want you to know what he wants you blind to the fact that you actually have hope in a future. Bartimaeus has a future. He has inheritance. And in this scripture, something has hit his life. Somewhere Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, shifted from being Bartimaeus to being blind Bartimaeus. Somewhere in this life, in his life, he shifted from being Bartimaeus to actually being blind Bartimaeus. Has something ever hit you so hard, mess with you so much, a storm has hit you so much that you lost your vision? Have you ever had something to lose that hit you in such a way that you lose your vision, that you lose your purpose in that moment? You, right, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. You've been tithing, you've been giving, you've been worshiping. And, and, and you look around and you see everybody experiencing breakthroughs. You see everybody getting this and everybody getting that. And you're looking around and something has hit you, something has crippled you. And you're like, man, there's a pain on the inside because something has hit me. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're seeing everybody else get your, get their blessing, get their favor. But it seems like, man, God, I'm right here. It's like you lost your vision. Lost it. You see, you're smiling, you're serving. But on the inside, there's pain because something has hit your life. He's called blind. He's called blind. His issue has actually taken precedence over his identity. Do you hear that? His issue has actually taken precedence over his identity. We don't know him in scripture as Bartimaeus. We don't even care about that part. We know him as blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus, you make a bad decision, wrong choice in the heat of the moment, and now you're living with a permanent label, something from your past, you can't outrun it, label after label chasing you down. Blind Bartimaeus, he has a future, but he's dealing with an issue. He's dealing with an issue. How do I get to my future? How do I get to my, my destiny, and I somehow get out of my label? Because this is the, the mistake that blind Bartimaeus made in this passage. He began to believe the label. You're not in trouble when people label you. People are going to label you all day long. People may put this on you. They may call you angry. They may, they may label you depressed. They may label you this. The doctors may even say this or that. And we love doctors. But at the end of the day, the greatest report is what God says about you. And so you're not in trouble when they label you. You're in trouble when you begin to believe the label. Some of us in this room, we embrace the label. You don't have a choice a lot of times in what hits you in life. But you do have a choice in how you respond. It doesn't matter. I may fall seven times, but I'm going to keep getting back up. It doesn't matter. I may get hit over and over and over, but I'm going to keep getting back up. I'm not moving fast, but I'm moving. I'm, I'm, it may be like this, but at least I'm moving forward. I'm moving. I'm taking baby steps, but I'm at least, hey, hey, look, I'm still moving. I'm still moving. And I believe that today that God is about to take some folks that have been taking baby steps. And it's going to turn into a sprint today. It's going to turn into a sprint this morning. Why? Because God has something greater for you on the other side. I can't breathe after that run. Bartimaeus, think about this. What label are you believing? And he did what everyone seems to do after they've been hit. 
What do you think about this? He did what everyone seems to do after they've been hit. He used his limitation to drop his expectations. Why do we think, I, I want you to hear me this morning. Because this is crippled ministers. This is crippled people in a ministry. This is crippled uh, congregations. This is crippled churches all across this planet. Why do we think when we make a mistake or we get hit or we mess up that somehow God's best doesn't exist for us on the other side? Why do we think when we get hit, when we mess up, when something comes our way that we're not, we don't have any control over, that somehow God's best doesn't exist? And here's what Bartimaeus did. Maybe, and, and we do this all the time, maybe I'm not called. Maybe I don't have inheritance. You see, what you do in life, if you're not careful, you begin to build a system every time you drop your expectation due to your limitations. You begin to build a system, a reason. A reason why this and that happened and a reason why this is taking place. Why? We, you, we build systems. Why? In order to drop, because our expectation is dropped due to our limitations. Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, you're a person of purpose and destiny. It all begins with a lie and after a lie there's acceptance. If they're calling me that, it must be true. If, they, if that's the label that they're going to put on me, then maybe it's true. If they say it long enough, maybe it's true. So you know what? I, you know what I'm going to be? I'm going to be blind, Bartimaeus. Not only blind Bartimaeus, but I'm actually going to be begging Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus. Give me, you know, here, here's the thing. He, he put on this cloak. This cloak. And, and this is what Bartimaeus is saying. He's saying, give me this coat. But actually, he should be wearing his father's mantle. He should be wearing his father's mantle. But since I don't feel worthy of my father's mantle, because of what has happened, because of the mistakes, the mess-ups, whatever may come my way, I'm going to take this beggar's coat. And since, since I got this coat, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this beggar's cup. The enemy will always accessorize your bad decision. He loves to accessorize your mistakes, things that are going on in your life. Dude is into fashion. He's into fashion. He loves to accessorize, build and build and build upon what we do, what we make, the mistakes that we make. He will put something on you based on what you believe and keep adding to it. He doesn't look like Bartimaeus. He doesn't look like son of Timaeus. Or sound like Bartimaeus, he looks and sounds like blind, begging Bartimaeus. He embraced the lie, and he embraced the tragedy. In a lot of ways, he said this. He said, I must become what I went through because that's who I really am. You're never what you went through. You're never what you went through. And and Bartimaeus is saying, I'll take the coat. I'll take the cup. And then watch. This This is the part that caught me off guard. He sits down. He sits down on the side of the road. Sitting down is a sign that I don't just believe it. I will actually now live it. I know what, you know, I used to tell students this all the time. I said, I know what you believe by how you behave. You can talk to me all day long about what you believe. And mom and dads are like all shouting. You can tell me all day long but what you believe, but I can tell by how you behave. 
you can believe, you can say it all day long, but every time that you, I just watch it out, I know exactly. You can say one thing and behave another way, and I actually believe the behavior over what you're saying. You see, what happened is, blind Bartimaeus, he embraced the system. He's sitting. You know, I, I thought this was fun. He wasn't lame, Bartimaeus. I'm sorry, that's just what I think. That's the way I think. But blind Bartimaeus, he's blind, begging, and now he's sitting. Blind, begging, lame. He's begging, asking for money. But you know what he's really asking? He's asking for worth. Every coin that hits Bartimaeus' cup, he's saying, I guess that's what my value is. I guess that's how much I'm worth. See, all of his value at this point in his life is coming from people. When you believe a lie, a lot of times the only place that you feel you can find value is in what people say and do. You can't. You can't. You need to listen to me this morning. You can't get your value from what people say and do. You can't get your value from people. You may be a young lady in this room and you may not have a dad. You may have issues in your life. You may be a guy in a horrible situation. You don't have to settle what, for what people say or do because there's a God who says you are valued. There's a God who says you are loved. I get my value from what he says about me. Not what they say about me. Not what they post about me. Not what they send me. Not what they text me. I get my value from him. Say what you want. Your opinion is not crucial to my destiny. Your opinion does not determine my future. He determines my future. He orders my steps. He directs my path. I trust him over you all day long. It's easy. If they didn't make me. If they didn't make me, they can't break me. If they didn't make you, they can't break you. You need to understand that this morning. No matter what comes your way. Bartimaeus is sitting and he's getting his value. So it looks like the enemy is winning. It looks like he's winning. But he messed up. And he always does. He messed up when he took his eyes. And he took his legs. But he didn't take his ears. I love that. You see, you can lose vision and still get to your purpose. I want you to hear me this morning. You can lose, you can lose mobility and somehow still get to your destiny. You can lose your sight and still get to your purpose. Why? 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 Because faith comes by hearing. Faith will pick you up. He will give you sight when you are blind. Faith will drive you to your purpose even when you're lame. Faith will drive you to your purpose even when you've lost your vision. Faith will be there in those moments. Sometimes all it takes is a little bit of trust and faith, and God will walk you through that situation that you're going through right now. See, the enemy messed up in that moment. And I want, Pastor Joey, I know it's a little bit early, and we're not even close to done, but I want the band to come up here. Somebody, uh, I heard him. He's like, yeah, I got you. That's what I love about him. So the enemy messed up. Why? Because someone told Bartimaeus that Jesus was passing by. He was passing by. And, and this, is, this is what, you know, faith always finds a way in situations. I want you to hear me on this. Bartimaeus, he's not coming to you. You need to, you need to hear this. 
He's not coming to you. He's actually just passing by. He's just passing by. He's not coming to you. See, some seasons, I've learned this in my life the hard way. Some seasons, he doesn't necessarily come to me, but he always passes by. Would you hear me? If he's passing by, this is what's crazy about it. If he's passing by, it means you have a window of opportunity to get his attention. In those moments, I want to challenge you. In the moments when he's passing by, you need to praise like you've lost your mind. You need to worship like there's no other day. You need to give everything to God in those moments. Why? Because he's passing by. There's desperation in your voice because you know he's passing by. Desperation in those moments. No, no decency. He's passing by. You don't care what anybody else thinks about you. Why? Because he's passing by. You don't care what happened to you. Why? Because he's passing by. And here's what, here's what Bartimaeus did. He said, Jesus, Jesus. He's shouting. He's shouting. This may be my last chance. So I'm going to shout. I'm going to say, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me. And of course, there's always going to be those folks. As soon as you start getting close to a breakthrough, as soon as you start getting close to your destiny, as soon as you start getting close to your promise, as soon as you start getting close, they're going to be a shh. Shh. Why? Why? Uh, you know, he, he's not going to hear you. What do you think? What are you doing? You're embarrassing us all. You know, you got these kids up here dancing and all this stuff. It's embarrassing. What? You don't know what they've been through. Who are we to judge what somebody's praise looks like? You don't know they've been through. They may have survived some things. They may have survived some. There may be some people that have been healed of cancer, and they're up here dancing. They're going crazy, and you're like, man, that's just that's, that's emotional. Yeah, it's emotional. Why? Because I survived something I wasn't supposed to. I survived something that I wasn't, I was supposed to die, but I live. Why? Because my God loves me. My father, I'm a son of. A son of God. You're embarrassing us, Bartimaeus. Stop, you're being too loud. I love Bartimaeus' response in that moment. Jesus is passing by. And the Bible says that Bartimaeus shouted louder. I love that. Sky, you guys are trying to quiet me down. But if you thought I was loud last time, you just wait till this time. Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says he began to shout all the more. And this is my favorite part. Well, there's tons of favorite parts. But the Bible says that when Bartimaeus began to shout, Jesus was passing by. Son of David, have mercy. The Bible says Jesus stopped. He stopped. He stood still. You see, that type of praise, that type of worship, that type of desperation in those moments, that gets his attention. You see, he's walking, but he hears Bartimaeus crying out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And he stops, and it gets his attention. That type of praise. You see, I, you know, I want to be real with you. I've never seen this person right here get a breakthrough. I'm sorry. Here, let me put this back up. 
I've never seen, hey, I'll be honest with you, I've been, I've spoken a lot of times, done all that stuff. I've never seen people like this get breakthrough. Now, I'm not judging your worship or anything like that. I'm just saying what I've seen. I've never seen somebody that's like sitting there and they're like, get a breakthrough. Look around, figuring out what everybody else is doing. I've never seen them get a breakthrough. But I have seen this. People's hands lifted up and there's a breakthrough. I've seen people that dance and jump and shout and cry out and they receive a breakthrough. Why? 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 Because he's passing by and I got an opportunity to get his attention in that moment. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you say. He's passing by. He's passing by. The Bible says, I'm, the Bible says in that moment that Bartimaeus, that Jesus, that Jesus stopped and he stood still. And the Bible says that they, they stood Bartimaeus up, told him to stand up. And the Bible says that Jesus in that moment called him, called him. Do you hear me? This morning, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you found value in. It doesn't matter what coat you, you've taken or what lie or label that you believed in your life. I got great news for every person in this room this morning. He's still calling you. He's still calling you. His love and his grace knows no end. And here's what's crazy. In that moment, Bartimaeus has to decide. Do I take off the coat and the label? Do I take this thing off? Everything that I found value in. Do I take it off and do I run to Jesus? Do I take it off and do I run to Jesus? I can imagine Bartimaeus. I can imagine Jesus talking to Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus, you have a future. Bartimaeus. You never lost your inheritance. I don't care what they said. I don't care what they said about you. You never lost your father's mantle. You never lost your inheritance. Bartimaeus, are you willing to take it off? And Bartimaeus is like this. He's like, I refuse to sit here another sit. Notice the word. I refuse to sit here another day. I refuse to keep getting my value from people. So what am I going to do? I'm going to take this cloak off. I'm going to take this cloak off. All right, now watch. He came out of the coat. And he dropped the cup. You see, there are some things that will naturally fall off of your life when you actually decide to take this label off. All those accessories that the enemy put on your life, all those accessories that the enemy placed on you, all those lies and those labels that he placed on you, that identity that the enemy gave you will naturally fall off when you take everything off and say, God, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. When you drop the cloak, when you take this off and you drop the cup, freedom comes in that moment. The Bible says, who the son says free, he is free indeed. There's something about being truthful in the presence of God saying, I'm willing to take this off and this is going to fall off and this is going to fall off. Why? Because Jesus doesn't do halfway jobs. 
He takes a mess and he makes it a message in those moments. He can take a test that you've been going through. He turns it into a testimony. God can work all things in our favor for good. So the Bible says that Jesus restored his sight. And then it says that Bartimaeus followed Jesus on the way. Now this story was written about 30 years after this miracle. And so they, a lot of historians actually believe that Bartimaeus was actually in the church at this moment. And he was actually telling them the accounts of this story. Isn't that powerful? So he followed him on the way. So even 30 years after the point, he's still following Jesus. Come on. He's still following. He's still, what is, what is he doing? He's still on his way to his purpose. He's still on his way to his destiny. What the enemy meant for evil, God turned it all around. And dude's still following him even to this day. Wow. But you know, the thing that I found out in my life is that dropping this sucker right here, leaving this coat, is never easy. It's never easy. Why? Because, you know, Bartimaeus, this is the thing about it. This was his this was his earnings. This is how he lived. This is how he survived. You know, and, yeah, I imagine Bartimaeus had to have that conversation. And, you know, you've been my security. This has been my security. This has kept me warm. When it was cold, this is this has been my identity for so long. Can I? It, it provided comfort, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you, coat, but I have to leave you because he's calling me to where he's calling me. You can't come with me. You hear me? He's calling me out of this and sending me to my future. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.